Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save forty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower dot com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber dot com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh one dot com. Welcome to the Cosmic Road Trip Podcast. A podcast about all things spiritual, mystical, witchy, and woo-woo, designed for the modern babe. Each week, we will dive deep into the nitty-gritty of ancient energy systems and modern-day modalities. This podcast is for the dreamers, visionaries, changemakers, and risk-takers. Life's too short to be boring, so be prepared for fresh opinions, taboo topics, and unfiltered conversations. We created this podcast because we're obsessed with elevating and expanding our lives. We want to bring you along as we unearth helpful practices and topics that you can utilize to do the same. So, if you're ready for some fun, jump in, turn up the volume, and let your co-hosts Brittany Donalds and Aaron Munoz guide you through the universe. Hello, gorgeous friends! I hope you're having a good week. Happy Thursday! It's been pretty good around here. I know I talked in one of the last podcast episodes about how I had been sick, and so now that I haven't been sick, and I got to get back into the swing of working now, and you know, just doing the things that I enjoy doing, having my coaching client calls, and being able to go to the gym, go to the grocery store, do all of those kind of things without feeling terrible was definitely、um, something I was grateful for. So. I'm feeling back to a hundred. It's also like a hundred degrees outside with the humidity. That's not my vibe, but we're making it. We're almost into July, which astrologically should be a pretty good month for a lot of people. A lot of abundance, all sorts of good stuff coming up. And so, I think it was a week or two ago, in preparation for this podcast episode, I put out a. What do you、uh, a question box on Instagram, and I got some questions. Some of them were repeating questions, or at least tied together somewhat. So I decided to do a Q and A manifestation series continuance. We've done a few of these in the past, and you guys seem to really like them. They're some of our most downloaded episodes. So we're just gonna kick things off and jump into it. I think I have like. Seven questions or so, so nothing too crazy. Like I said, I tried to tie them together, and I always keep them confidential. 
I don't say who asks it. And so if you ever see me put one up and you're afraid to ask it, ask it. And I won't, I won't say your name or username. And then if there's multiple of the same kind of try to tie them together. So I basically summarize the questions here. They're not word for word. Some of you guys said some very multiple, um, questions or multiple responses to the question. So I try to summarize it and keep it short and sweet. So let's jump in. So this one came up a lot. So there must be a lot of you guys looking for some romance right now, but overall how to manifest a relationship. So I take a very hard stance when it comes to manifestation that Just about anything that we want comes down to self-love and self-worth. I've talked about it. I've had podcast episodes on that. I think self-love and self-worth go hand in hand. So I kind of use them interchangeably sometimes. But, you know, to have self-worth, you you do need to have some sort of underlying love for yourself. Usually people don't have one without the other. So when I say that self-worth is kind of the basis of manifestation – Even when it comes down to people talking about limiting beliefs, those limiting beliefs are some sort of not being worthy enough for it, whatever that is. So, um, you know, money's hard to come by. So it must be hard to come by because you have to work hard. So if I don't have money, it's because I don't work hard enough. Therefore, I'm not valuable or worthy. I'm lazy. I'm, you know, somebody that doesn't like work, whatever that is. Again, all filters down to self-worth. The same thing happens when it comes to relationships. And I do think if you, you know, have friends and you've listened to any kind of dating that they've gone through, relationships, there's not a reason like, you know, people always say like, oh, I choose the worst guys or I never pay attention to the red flags. It's because they think they're only worthy of that. So one that I've heard before is like, I always choose fuckboys. It's because that's what you believe that you're worthy of, that you believe that being with that kind of person is the only kind of person that you can be with. It's not that you're choosing it. It's self-consciously, self-consciously, <laughs> subconsciously, that's what you believe you're worthy of. And I know that people talk about this, and I think that sometimes people think it's not true, but you know when they say, when you can be happy on your own, that's when you'll you'll call in a relationship. I 100% agree with that, with the caveat that when you know that you're worthy of a relationship, even when you don't have one, is when you will call it in. So I, I was pretty lucky to have a, a pretty strong self worth in myself. You know, growing up, everyone always thought I was confident. It was more so that I didn't want to be treated like either one of my parents treated each other in their marriage. And both of them had, you know, instilled they didn't um, treat me badly. It was just an unhealthy relationship for them. And I kind of went completely the other way and was very rigid and strict in the way that I looked at relationships and how people should be in those relationships, what I expected of. And if you deviated from that, it was, I was very quick to cut you off. (laughs) I've definitely come back and, you know, balanced that out. But I've, I've told this story before when I was dating this guy in college, he was cute and, you know, a good guy, like nothing wrong with him. But I've said it before. He just 
wasn't <laughs> intellectually stimulating. I don't even know that I found him that funny. For being honest, I just thought he was like an okay guy and was hot. And once I realized that I was above that, like I could have attractive and funny and smart and somebody that cared about me, I was like, what am I doing? And just basically walked out of his <laughs> apartment and said I was bored and you know, never went back. I, I could have had a little bit more <laughs> couth, as they say to it. But once I stood into like my full whole worthiness, I I think I met Levi three weeks after that, maybe a month after that. We didn't start dating immediately, but pretty quickly after that, that's how quickly it can manifest. So one of the things to start doing when you're trying to manifest a relationship, because I do think it can be that easy. I 110% do think it can be easy. It was that easy for me, so I know it can be for you. And that is even to say that I had a very, you know, unsupportive family, my parents' relationship, marriage, you know, looking at that. It's not like I had this mimicked like, oh, love can be perfect and everything's great, grand, wonderful. I didn't have that at all. So um, it doesn't mean that just because you come from a happy home or just because you come from maybe a broken home that it can't work that way because it definitely can. And it definitely can be that easy when you choose to know that you're worthy just because you are. One thing I would suggest doing is start making a list of things that you love about yourself. I don't care if it's just that you're a great cook and you have beautiful eyes or that you're funny or you're really great with kids or you're caring or you have amazing legs or you're super smart or you're so funny you could be a stand-up comedian. I don't care what it is. At least start showing yourself some love and then start setting boundaries in any kind of relationship, not just romantic. If somebody isn't providing what you need in a relationship, that will be reflected out into the universe and you'll continue to call that in. If a friend keeps lying to you, it'll show the universe and your subconscious that you're okay with people lying to you. So start setting boundaries, figure out what you love about yourself and what you can really get behind and step into the full wholeness of knowing that you are worthy of everything you want and more, especially when it comes to relationships. I I can't tell you like how heartbreaking it is to me for like some of my coaching clients to not understand how worthy they are and I've helped some of them find the, themselves, you know, not not that I found them, but helped open them up to finding themselves to then allowing them to have the confidence to even start dating, but number two, call in healthy, great relationships that they've been looking for. So it makes my, like, I get teary-eyed thinking about it, like how amazing it can be when you do that and when you step into who you are, the right relationship will show up for you, regardless if you're, you know, looking for a man, a woman, uh, you know, anybody else, it, it doesn't matter. The The peace comes not from the relationship, but being comfortable with who you are. So figure out at least three things that you love about yourself that you can tell yourself on a daily basis. Start setting healthy boundaries in relationships and work on anything that's coming up for you on why you don't think you're good enough or worthy enough. There's plenty of resources and books out there. I've talked about so many different things 
over the podcast episode, so definitely go back. But that would be what I would would say, and it can happen so fast. It can happen so fast, you guys. Do not think that if you're single and unhappy this year that you can't find love in the next two months. It can happen as soon as you set that boundary. As soon as your standards are set, they will be met. There's nothing else to it. So I hope that helps. This one's a little bit quicker and easier. Um, Maybe not so much about manifestation, but it was, what is an aura and do I have one? Um, Yes, everyone has an aura. Your aura is basically your energetic body. So depending on who you talk to or read about, it's kind of out there that your aura is between three to six feet around your actual physical body. So usually a lot of people will say if you hold your arms out, that's about as far as your aura is. Your aura is the energetic vibration that your soul and body is putting off. You can actually go have your like in different places, maybe not in Winfield, but I know like Wichita has one, for example. So I'd imagine other big cities do. You can have your aura. You can take a picture of your aura. It'll show you the color, or you can do this kind of machine where you put your hand into it and it will take off the magnetic vibrations from your body and show you your aura as well. But your aura is actually your energy centers. So your chakras radiating their light and energy from it. There are people that can read auras and see it. Um, I can't see it. (laughs) I can feel it. I like actually just saw energy around my hands earlier today. So it just kind of depends on, (laughs) on what, you know, what kind of gifts you have, but your aura is basically your energetic field. When you feel somebody's quote unquote bad vibes, you're feeling their aura. Like if you're like, Ooh, I just got like a weird feeling from them. That's their aura. Their aura is probably gunky and sludgy and filled with bad energy and low vibrations. So, sorry. Um, so I, I, I think the easiest way to put it is it's your energy field around your body. You may not be able to see it, but it is there. You pick up on it from people all the time. The people that you think you, you're like, oh, I, it just feels like we've known each other forever, whether that's a friend, a coworker, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever that is, it's because you can feel their energy when you meet them. So I'm not going to go too dive deep into it. We have a chakra um, or some chakra episodes, so definitely check those out. Number three. Okay, I love this one because this was a big thing for me. Um, The gist of it was when I manifest something or I'm trying to manifest something, it seems like something bad either happens while I'm trying to manifest or right after I manifest what I was doing. And the example she gave was when she is trying to manifest money and then something bad like a car wreck or a bill will come due. So I like to look at manifestation kind of like a pendulum swinging. So, you know, it can go, depending on how high from above you drop the pendulum, it can swing to the right super high, it can swing back to the left, or it can just kind of go back and forth right there in the middle, kind of easy peasy. So your ability to hold on to something amazing also has to do with your ability to feel comfortable and hold on to that something amazing when something else is kind of going on. So just as you can swing super far to the right into a high vibrational state, 
being able to hold and control um, your energy when it swings back to the left and can be in a low vibration, grief, sadness, sickness, something of that nature. As far as you can swing to the right is as far as you can swing to the left in energy, as far as that's speaking. So all of that to say, when you are manifesting, let's just say $1,000, and that's something new for you because before maybe you've only manifested, I don't know, $100 or a free coffee, whatever that is, you have energy that's being taken up by the ability to manifest $100 and also to be able to pay a bill for $100. You can be comfortable being like, yeah, I can manifest $100, no no big deal. I can pay a bill, no big deal for $100 because I can come up with $100 easy peasy. It's that same pendulum swinging like, of course I can come up with $100. I, I manifest $100 all the time. Of course I can pay the bill that I didn't know that I had for, I don't know, a past cell phone bill that I didn't know about. It's not a big deal. I can can manifest $100. It's the same thing when $1,000 happens. It's the energetic training of, okay, you manifested $1,000. Like, wow, wow, way to go. Like, awesome job. Of course you did. Oh, shit. Like, my my tax bill is due that I that I forgot about, or you know you get into a fender bender so you have to pay the the thousand dollar deductible. Oh my God, I have to pay a thousand dollar deductible. Realizing or not realizing that that is on the same spectrum of manifesting the same thousand dollars, just like it is at a hundred. It's the same thing at a thousand dollars. For example, like a lot of the coaches that I follow and that I'm into. They they make literally hundreds of thousand dollars a month, millions of dollars a year. Their tax bill would, in my my you know life right now, where, where I'm comfortable manifesting, their tax bill would send me into a tizzy if it showed up in my mailbox. You know, their tax bill could be half a million dollars, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and. Their ability to know that they can manifest millions of dollars is how comfortable they are paying a $500,000 tax bill. It's the same thing. Not that, you ha- not that you're going to manifest something bad anytime you're manifesting something amazing. That's not the case. What's happening is that there is a wobble in your energy and your soul, your subconscious is wondering, can we do this? Like if we go this way, we have to be able to be able to handle the energy when we swing back to the left. If we manifest a million dollars, can we pay $250,000 in a tax bill? Like, can we do that? Can we swing back the opposite way and handle that? That's what you hear, you know, and at least I do because I, I look up to these women, I follow them. I will be one of these women that I know that I will have to get comfortable manifesting millions of dollars in my life and also being comfortable paying $250,000, worth of taxes, whatever that may be. It's, it's that kind of principle behind it. And if that wobble isn't there, there's no, no craziness that has to happen. Nothing, you know, like my wobble for, um, 
when Levi, the question, you know, two questions ago, when Levi came into my life, I didn't have a wobble about my self-worth. So nothing bad had to happen for me to kind of stabilize that energy. When, um, you know, I manifested meeting Amanda Francis in New York City. Nothing had to happen because there was no wobble. I told my friend, yeah, I'm manifesting her. I ran into her less than 12 hours later in New York City out of all places. Nothing like, quote unquote, the reservation was late for me to end up seeing Amanda in the middle of the street. But like, I didn't let that like get me down. I decided to take some pictures and move on because I can handle that kind of energy. It's that exact same thing. As soon as you're comfortable, like, I would never, ever, ever want to get, you know, divorced from Levi. Would I survive? Yes. Like, I know I would. But does that mean that, like, I have to go through that to know that? No. Like, I have no wobble in that energy. It's the same thing when you're manifesting something. It's kind of like lifting weights at the gym. Like, before you can go up to the next one, like, you don't just walk into the gym and you're like, okay, I'm picking up. 30 pounds heavier for bicep curls than I normally do. You go in, you pick up your big one, and you're like, okay, I can do that. Then you go to the next one, and you're like, ooh, five pounds up. I I did that. I can do that. Okay. And then you go to the next one. Like, it's that gradual progression. It's the same way in energy. And when you kind of go into something new and different, it can feel uncomfortable. Something can come up if there's a wobble. But how you handle that kind of, my energy is kind of freaked out about this, is how much, how big and expansive you're able to go for the next thing. So it's totally, you know, totally doable, totally, you know, um, it, 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 I'm sorry, I'm just kind of trying to think, I was trying to think of another example of like in my coaching business when I started out like, in a, at a lower price point. (laughs) And I had people that signed up and they were doing payment plans. And then I knew I wanted to raise pricing. I had a wobble and I was like, Ooh, I don't know. Will people want to do that? Then I had somebody who was like, Oh, I don't know if I can make the, my second payment. And I had to sit with that. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Okay. That's something It's not terrible, but I can handle it. If she can't do it, somebody else will take that spot. And literally got into the point. And the next day she was able to pay her payment. I don't even remember what happened now. But all of that to say, it's kind of that testing ground of like, not the universe testing you, but just the energy understanding what, how far you can flow each way. Like the expansion happens across the board, not just for good, but also the contrast of it is the quote unquote negative. And it's not always negative. Like the fact that you can manifest a thousand dollars and then a $750 bill comes up and you're like, what the heck? I just did this. That's literally there showing you like, you just manifested a thousand dollars and you have this unexpected bill. Like go ahead and manifest another thousand dollars and pay the bill. Like that's what it's showing you. It's showing you how powerful you are and how big your energy is able to swing one way or the other. Obviously, we want it going to the other side of it. But when we get things that pop up, use it as something as like a training ground or a confirmation. Like, dang, I'm, a, I'm able to manifest $1,000. Like, if I manifest an unexpected bill, like, I can pay for that too. Like, no big deal. So I hope that helps. Um, oh, this one kind of goes into that one as well. Well, not really. The next one was she wants, she didn't say how much, so I have no idea, but 
I want to manifest money, but I'm worried it will make me a bad person. I love this one because I had to go through it. (laughs) It's definitely something um, I've worked through, not because I thought I would be a bad person, but I thought that it would make me greedy or I not just somebody that like, can you believe that she wants to have that much money? Can you, can you even believe that she would think that she needs millions of dollars? Like I, you know, had those kind of thoughts about it. And this is the simplest way (laughs) to put it. Money amplifies who you already are. If you are somebody who has you know, lives paycheck to paycheck, but you can find a dollar to donate to the charity that you walk by or a homeless person, or you're the person that when they ask you to round up at the grocery store for whatever charity they're collecting money for, you do it even when you know like your grocery bill is already pushing you kind of to your limit. You will still be that kind of person when you have hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars you're just going to be doing bigger things in all areas in your, of your life. Will you be buying a bigger house? Probably. Will you be buying nicer clothes? Probably. Will you be able to, instead of rounding up a dollar for the charity at the store, will you be able to be the person that's like, go ahead and add on 50? Like when they ask like the Children's Miracle Network, you know, they write on there, they're like, how much would you like to donate? And you were the person that used to say a dollar. And now you get to be the person that's like, like that is all that money does. It amplifies who you are. There is nothing wrong with money. There is nothing that makes money bad in the same way that I can use a knife to cut up a beautiful salad at home and cook for my family. Somebody else can use the same knife to physically go cut someone or stab them. The knife itself is not bad. It made a beautiful meal for me. It's the intention and the person using the knife. So for me, it makes a beautiful meal. For somebody else, it's a weapon. It's something that hurts somebody. So no, I I want everyone to drop this stigma. I, I always talk about like, you know, I have some friends and even clients who um, either want to raise or service-based of some sort and they, um, you know, are like, well, I can get by on what I have. Why would I need more money? Well, I don't know. Do you want an extra vacation with your, your money every year? Do you want to have the ability to buy your kids new shoes every quarter as they grow out of them? Do you want the ability to donate to your church more or to an organization that you care about? All of those things are amazing, beautiful things. Even when they come from something like, maybe your kid doesn't need new shoes, but does it make you feel good? Does it make your child feel good? Is it nice knowing that they'll never go without something? Like, that's a beautiful thing. Like, money has no, money's not positive or negative. Like, the the fact when I was just talking about how if you manifest a thousand dollars and then manifest a bill. Neither one of those are negative. Like I love being able to pay my electric bill. I'm like, Ooh, thank God for electricity because your girl can't handle air conditioning. Like some people look at their $300 electric bill and are like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. Like it's so bad. Me. I'm like, Oh, I, I get to pay it. I have my electricity. I have my <laughs> wifi. I have my computer working, whatever I need, all of those kind of things. Like 
it literally brings me joy paying the bills every week. Like I, I love that because it, it means that I have so many things in my life that I adore. So for me, money's or for me, bills are great. Like it's fine <laughs> for other people. It's a, it's a very heavy thing, but either way, the bills aren't necessarily good or bad. It's how I look at them. It's the same way with money. Money's neutral. It doesn't matter. I can look at money as one of the greatest resources we have to make impact and change in this world and to also live an amazing life that I'm here to live because, guys, I, I grew up with not a lot of money. I know what not having money can do. The you know, fights that can cause the stress, the anxiety, the disappointments, all of those kind of things. And I can guarantee I didn't come here to live like that forever. It's the same thing. It's neutral. Like it can be good or bad in the hands of the person that's in. And I don't mean good or bad, like money itself, how the person decides to spend it. Like you can go out and buy drugs with money or you can go out and buy organic produce and all of your favorite groceries from Whole Foods. Like either one is is the same thing. It's the person using it. So if you're if you know that you're a good person now and you like to make the world a better place, that's great. Like when I continue to grow and make the money that I want to make, I want to be an angel investor in conscious, you know, companies, companies that are making the world a better place that are helping animals that are giving sustainable solutions and vegan alternative to things I love. Like that's the kind of person I will be. And I am with money. I just have less of it now than I will in the future. And that's okay. It's the same thing. Like you wanting money does not make you a bad person. Please, please, please know that. And also this one just always kills me and it comes up every, maybe every like third or fourth time I ask questions when about money and it's that um, the love of money is evil, I think. I, I, it's, or um, money is the, what is that saying? Money is the source of all evil or something like that from the Bible. It's actually the love of money, just in case anyone was looking at that. It's not money itself. It's the love of money when greed makes you do crazy things versus being in an abundant lifestyle and mindset coming from a place there's always more to make. Like I said in a couple questions ago, if I can manifest $1,000, I can manifest $2,000. Like I can manifest more. That's not greed. That's the ability of understanding your power and knowing that you can do more in this world. So wanting money, is not, does not make you a bad person. Um, okay. Moving along. I'm kind of talking a lot. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, okay. Um, oh, this one kind of ties in and I, sorry, it was sidetracked. It said, I'm always worried about people. I'm always worried what people will think of me and what I'm, what I'm choosing to, to do with my life was kind of the gist of it. She wanted to quit her job. And I think, if I remember right, become some sort of artist. So I used to have this a lot (laughs) growing up. And even though I was super confident, a lot of it was probably forced or fake confidence. Like I came across confident because I didn't want people to mess with me. It's now very much more in a grounded place. But one thing that I, I use and I still use to this day, I don't know if you guys have listen to his podcast or read any of his books, but, um, 
not Ted Ferris, Tim Ferris. Uh, he, I forgot what he calls it. I call it fear listing. I don't remember if that's what he calls it or not, but basically what I like to do when I'm nervous about something, like for example, when I'm going to go live on Instagram, now it doesn't bother me, but it used to. <laughs> when I go, when I would go live on Instagram, I would get in my head and I'd say, oh man, people are going to say, X, Y, and Z about me. They'll think I'm stupid. I, you know, I like literally, I personally have a lisp and I used to worry about that. And I I heard him say this a long time ago about listing out your worst case scenario in a situation. So in this case, you know, okay, somebody does think I'm an idiot and somebody goes to their friend and was like, oh my gosh, can you believe what Brittany said on their live? And her and her friend laugh about it. And maybe they laugh about it every day for a week. Maybe they laugh about it every day for two weeks. Is that, is that actually going to do something to me? Will that actually play out in any sort of way that will hurt me? Will it, you know, be survivable? Can I, can I handle that? Yeah, I may not like it. I could cry if it got back to me. It could be really embarrassing. It could make me feel really uncomfortable. But I know I would survive that. I would I would get through that. And it kind of takes that charge away. And this can go in, in any kind of thing. Maybe you're in a relationship and you want to have a hard conversation with somebody, but you're afraid, like, oh my gosh, if I do that, then... She's going to break up with me and she'll hate me and then I'll have to start dating all over again and I I won't be happy for a while and I'll just cry every day. Okay. All of those things could be true. Like they, Hunter, you, that you could go through that. The person could break up with you. They don't like you. They don't want to talk to you anymore. Obviously going through a breakup, you cry, you're unhappy for a time being, but can you survive it? Will it hurt you? Like actually physically hurt you? Would you die? No, like you would make it through it. You've probably, most people, maybe not, but most people have been through a breakup, understand heartache. It's not easy, but it does make, you know, it's way through people's lives. Like we, we, we go through that, but we come out on the other end and maybe that is a lesson. Maybe that's something you learn from it, but you survive it. That's the whole point of fear listing or listing out worst case scenarios. I take my clients through this. It's generally, you know, when they're when they're really afraid of something, that's kind of what we go through. Because once you can kind of get comfortable understanding that you would, you know, air quotes, be okay if it happened, it may not immediately be okay and you may feel uncomfortable, but you would be okay. You would survive. It kind of, it takes that charge away. So you know, when you're worried in this case about quitting your job and becoming an artist and doing it full time, would maybe some people say something like, I can't believe you're, you're quitting your good job to go be an artist or your art's not really that good. Nobody's going to want it. Or, you know, what if I fail and have to go back to a job? Okay. If you fail and have to go back to a job, you've had a job before. It's not like it's not something that you're doing right now that you couldn't go back to and get another job or a better job. Even if you decide you didn't like being an artist, whatever that is, could you survive knowing that like maybe you would have to go back and get a job, but you could continue doing your art on the side? Yeah. Maybe not be ideal. You may have to kind of get to the point of realizing like, oh man, I told all these people I was going to be successful and here I am 
having to go back and I only sold two, I don't know, sculptures or whatever you create. Yeah, you would survive. It would be uncomfortable, but growth and experience can be uncomfortable. That's the whole point is when everyone talks about being, you know, comfortable being uncomfortable, that's the whole point. It's not just being uncomfortable being comfortable when, you know, or being comfortable being uncomfortable when something's going well for you. It goes the opposite way. It's that growth period. That's the whole point. I'm very much somebody who's a trial and try it and see. Sometimes something works, sometimes it doesn't. And that's okay. Like I, you know, my my boutique, like it it was working. Did it work to the level that I wanted it to? No, but that's okay. Like we get to learn and grow and decide and and figure that out. And that and that's okay. So worrying about something that may or may not happen, try out fear listing the next time. Even if it's something as silly as like, oh, what will they say about me to like, you know, am I, am I moving across the the country for X, Y, and Z reasons? Like any of those, list it out, (laughs) know that you would make it through it and understand being uncomfortable isn't a reason to stop doing what you're doing. So I love that one. It's a super simple one. Okay. The next one is my... Oh, my favorite. Oh, I guess this is the last one. My favorite books and podcast. So I'm, I'm guessing since I asked about manifestation and energy, it's for those. <laughs> I, a couple of books. I love Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. I know I've mentioned that one before. Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Creating Money is another book I like. I can't think of who it's by now. I didn't write it down. And then the Celestine Prophecy is really good. I think it's by James Redfield. It's kind of more of a fiction manifestation book, but I love it. And also um, anything by Gabby Bernstein. Some of her stuff is like um, manifestation kind of focus and others is more energy, but I really love The Universe Has Your Back and judgment free zone or something like that I think is what it's called and then she has one all about manifestation so any of her stuff any of her books are really good and then podcast I love I love the manifestation babe podcast by Catherine Zinkina obsessed with her aligned by design with Amy Allchurch and Liz Coyles is all about human design I've done a few episodes on human design I also love the Expanded Podcast with Lacey Phillips, and she has a whole team, so there's a bunch of them on there. And then, just for fun, I also, they didn't say it, but, you know, if you're into true crime, true crime's my other (laughs) favorite podcast. I love Case File, Big Mad True Crime, Crime Junkies, and I'm currently obsessed with Live and Die in LA. So, those are just some spinoff ones (laughs) that I really like and um, would be fun for you guys to check out as well. And then the last question, I guess I I just flipped it over. I did have one more, is what's my manifesting routine? So I've done, we've done a whole episode. Aaron and I did a whole episode on how we like to manifest. And then some things have changed for me since really diving into my human design. So I am a non-specific manifester. If you don't know, go back and re- 
listen to or listen to the episode on um, specific or non-specific manifesting. So I'm a non-specific manifester. I'm really not somebody that has to make out giant lists or get super detailed. Just kind of the the highlight reel of what I want. So when I wanted more, you know, supportive friends, I actually just was like, I want more support in my life. And I called in a handful of friends from Monate that have now become just like good everyday friends, not just through the business, but we talk every day and cheer each other on through all of life's stuff. And all I said was I wanted more, (laughs) more support in my life. When I wanted to manifest meeting Amanda Francis. I didn't like manifest how or when and whatever. I just said, oh yeah, I'm manifesting meeting her. There wasn't anything attached to it. And I manifested meeting her. When I want to manifest, you know, um, money, I think of what I would, how I would feel and what I would do with that money, like paying a credit card or a bill or going on vacation. But For me, it's more about the feeling and kind of getting the excitement behind it. I have um, kind of the ability to detach from manifesting. So I'm I'm a passive, non-specific manifester. So this is all human design. If you don't know, go listen to the episode like I mentioned before. So I don't need to be involved in the routine as much as just deciding like, this is what I want. I'm moving on from it and letting it do its thing. I'm like kind of like delegating to the universe, like here universe, go ahead and take care of this. However you see fit. Like that's how I manifest. So I don't really have a routine. Sometimes I'll kind of sit and meditate and work like through a breath work with something. If I'm feeling kind of stuck around something, it's not so much the manifesting routine, but if I find something that comes up, like let's say I want to manifest, I don't know, 10 new clients in my coaching business. And I was like, Ooh, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel right. I would look at why, like what's coming up for me and For instance, the thought of like manifesting 10 ASAP feels hard to me. It feels like, well, I've never manifested 10 in a week. Like that would be really, really hard to do. And sitting with that, understanding why, just because it hasn't happened in the past, does that mean that it can't happen? No. Could it happen? Yeah. Do I have to do anything different than what I'm doing? No. Should I take aligned action when it comes up? Yeah, like that would be something how I would kind of work through it and kind of, I don't journal, but I would talk about it or think about it and then go back to like, okay, I've moved through that resistance. Okay, like could I manifest six clients? Like maybe that feels a little bit better and then realizing like, okay, that feels good and going with that. That would be the extent of something that I would do when I was manifesting I wouldn't necessarily sit down and go through things. All of the like healing tips, techniques, limiting belief busters, all of those kind of things would be beneficial when I was working through resistance, but that's not so much a manifesting routine. It's when I decide that like a thought or belief is no longer serving me. What can I do to break through that just because it feels good? Not even to manifest, but just because I don't like feeling kind of like, I don't know, crunchy and limited (laughs) by my, my energy. I always want to feel like I can call something in. Like that's my superpower is instilling that belief in other people. 
and letting them know how amazing they are, how unlimited, how, you know, big and how much potential they have. And, you know, turning that back on myself is what I would be doing to quote unquote manifest something in a routine. But my actual routine is just, oh yeah, that sounds really good. And having it happen, like it'll happen with like food all the time when I want something and I haven't said it out loud yet. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good. And Levi will come downstairs and say like, hey, I was going to cook X, Y, and Z. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Or, um, you know, little small things like thinking about a song I haven't heard in a while and I get in the car and it's on like, just because that sounds fun and it feels good. Like those little things happen left and right. And then when I have resistance around something, I work through it and then reset my intention of like, Ooh, I want to manifest that. And, and that's kind of it. So I hope that helps. If you're trying to manifest something and you're struggling I help my clients through this kind of stuff all the time. I have four spots open for July. It's three month, three months of coaching. So if you have questions, let me know. But I hope that helps you guys. If you need clarification on any of the answers I gave, definitely let me know. But I hope this week you manifest everything you want and more. Love you guys. Thanks for joining us this week on the Cosmic Road Trip Podcast. If you like this episode, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. After all, like energy attracts like energy, so keep the good vibes coming. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.